Hi and welcome to another episode of One and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. How's everyone? Howdy. Awesome. What a week. What a week. What a week. A lot of things happening. My goodness. Hasn't there what? Well, there's Good no afternoon, everybody. There's no competition this week. Um, so this week it's uh what whoever wants to drink a good drop, they can. Whoever doesn't, well, they don't have to. However, I asked Charlotte to uh to score our wines anyway. And this week, Lou, you've won. Oh, what? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> now... <laughs> You're kidding me, aren't you? Yeah. No, you won. Oh, you probably won. No way. <laughs> Your bottle was a 4.0, and the other three bottles were below 4.0. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's the first time I spend below 50 bucks on a bottle, and I win. All, all competition, I'm spending like 90 bucks. I must oh. say, thanks, Lou. We got your bottles this today. Thank you very much. I really like my RWT. Oh. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying. Thanks very much. What did you guys get? I'm sorry. Oh, what oh. do I suppose to say anything, Lou? We got a sub blanc. We got a sub blanc from uh, New Zealand. You supposed to tell them that I got yeah. you the best one. <laughs> Come on. A bottle of yellow. No, but I, I bought everybody the same, myself included. So Actually, we're looking... it looks like a nice one. So I'm looking forward to drinking it. It's, what is it, 2016 Pinot Noir? Yeah. Yep. Escarpment, New Zealand. It came highly, highly rated. So uh, well, no, I mean, recommended, recommended yeah. I should say. So we don't have to drink it together next week, or do, or do we do it? Maybe we should so that that's we can actually gauge it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't right. got one. That's why I was saying this morning. We'll get it, we'll get it. I, hope, I hope you guys. Um, Got your wines because yeah, you know, yeah. We'll do it next week. Anyway, so. congratulations, Lou. Your wine won this week. So what was your wine? Let's start with yours. Oh, okay. So this was my $28 bottle from um Dan Murphy's Oliver's Taranga Vineyards, um 2019 Shiraz. So once again, shout out to Adam from Dan Murphy's here in Port Macquarie. Absolutely brilliant. He's helped me out before. But what he told me with this Oliver's Taranga Vineyards. It's one of the oldest um, uh, families ever in terms of the, the, the wines. And when Penfolds uh, want to go out and source new areas, um, one of the places that they go to first is Oliver's Taranga um, in terms of parcels and collecting. So um, he said, uh, he said for 28 bucks, he said it's probably the best drop and rated at four, 4.0, as you said, Thomas, I was quite surprised, but um he highly rated it, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh well, because I don't I, know if you should be giving him a shout out, Lou. You did, you did lose. Um, but I won this week. I'm winning this week on yeah. his. Oh, but this week yeah, doesn't you count. Said he's helped he, in the past. I don't think he's helped you. And and not only it doesn't count, but uh, because of uh, budget cap, we we've spent everything in the in the winning bottles. So we we had nothing. <laughs> there was less effort made this week. Well, <laughs> less effort this week. Oh well, look, I've just what, been... was your, what was yours, Chris? It was still a Vivino, I think, yours, isn't it? Tempranillo, is it? This this week? Oh, how do you know? Oh, because you've got the ratings already. No, no, it's not a Vivino. This is um, it's called the Chub. It's called the Old Fat Unicorn. It's a picture of a rhinoceros on there, and I, I picked it solely for the label. 
because uh, I went when I went to Africa, I had a T-shirt that had "Save the Chubby Unicorns," and it was a picture of a rhinoceros. And I had a lot of Africans come up, and goes, "Oh, your T-shirt, very funny." Anyway, uh, that's an African accent. Um, it's a temporillo, and it's you know three point minus twenty or something like that. So I don't know. It was look good. Very good. Budget cap. We we we, we can't spend any more, Lou. It's oh, no. there's no point spending all, all your money on a losing bottle on a losing week. Okay. Oh look! Oh, I'm just glad the competition's over because I was having nightmares about the next time I go to Buffalo <laughs> and they start spending like 150 bucks a week at Dan Murphy's. I'm thinking I'm, they're gonna just think, no, nah, this shield is out of control. No, you're gonna you're gonna have to start doing your research a little bit. Uh, well, weeks ahead. I did. I did start that last night, and I've discovered a few more things. But it depends on whether we stay with Mavino ratings, because yeah, no, we get, we're gonna have to change. We're gonna have to change. Yeah, well, I thought that, so I figured I'd. Pull. Yeah, I've got, I've got a very good judge. I think I'm gonna see whether my, uh, my judge is gonna do it. Perfect. He likes me. He likes me. I mean, there's Perfect. no vested interest in that. Okay. Now, what about, what, what about you, Ken? Uh, can everyone hear me or not? I'm yeah. The internet. Okay. Uh, mine is an old favourite. We've had it on the podcast before. I make no apologies because oh, there's no competition. Cockfighters. Cockfighters goes. Uh, 2018 Chardonnay from the Adelaide Hills. We've spoken yeah. about Cockfighters goes plenty of times. They've got a cellar door in the Hunter Valley. Uh, um, this one's from Adelaide, as I said, and is a bloody good drop for 20 bucks. So no effort, no expense spared. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, and, and mine's a French one. I thought I, I fancied a French one for uh, this time. And Saint-Emilion is, is a very small area, actually, uh, west of Bordeaux. And it actually was called something else before a, a monk uh, turned up and changed the name of the town. Wow. And, and to date, to date, the last census, I think there's still only about 2,000 people living there, or less than 2,000. And they're on 27 square kilometer. And, and yet their wine's just so crazy that even Rothschild has got uh, the best wine there. Wow. And so it's a good drop. Bordeaux, close to Spain, south of France. And this is on the right-hand side. Really, mm. uh, really a 3.6 bottle, right? But again, the French, they score their bottles a bit. <laughs> 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 Oh, All right, so let's, let's, have a, let's have a drop. Right, so what's happening this week? Uh, did anyone get higher than a 3.6? Hey? Me. Uh, 3.0. Hey, uh, Lou's got a 4.0. No, apart from Lou, does anyone who actually know anything about wine get over a 3. Point? Would you, yours is a 3.6? Oh, I point had a 3.6, yeah. Yeah, 3.6. Well done. I think mine's 3.8. Piss off, Chris. Daha. <laughs> He's a unicorn. You don't exist. Mm. Very good. Not bad. Not bad. Nice. Oh, this is It'll do. Good. lovely. Thanks for grape juice. What's happening? Uh, what do we miss this week? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find out whether Chris beat us. Actually, yeah, Chris three point eight. Mm. There you go. So, does anyone know the unemployment rate? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I think that uh, the uh, it's fake news. Four point zero is fake news. I I, I think that five point four is where we're working to. Um, <laughs> he got his he got his rating off of Vino. <laughs> <laughs> the 
seriously, though. <laughs> What about that not even knowing their cash rate? That's been the same for oh. two and a half years. Like we're going to talk about. Hang on, we're going to we're going to talk about the politics in a minute. Oh, but that's what we're going to talk about the politics in a minute. Is there anything else in the news? We were talking about ratings. That's why we went into that. I mean, we're too excited. We're too excited. Shit! Like, I don't know if anybody else saw it. Australia's Australia's put their not their foot in it, but they've stood up again against China. I don't know if anyone saw about China's entering a deal. A defense agreement deal with the Solomon Islands. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. Australia's put their, you know, stood up and said to the oh, Solomon Islands, really consider seriously about what you're doing, really go through this agreement with a five, fine tooth comb. And China's basically said, keep your nose out of our business. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel China's doing a lot of um, covert sort of behind the, behind, you know, behind closed doors, you know, sort of deals with people and they're, Slightly gaining a lot of power. Well, it's not very covert. Mm. Sorry, it's not very covert. It's it's quite overt. Everything they're doing, they're not hiding it from anyone. They don't give a shit. Mm. You know, but I think I, I think they're doing it quietly. Is what I'm trying to say. They're doing it very inconspicuously. Um, they're not making a big deal of it, and they're they're going about it very quickly and very effectively. Before hmm. long, I mean, the Pacific, like the whole of Pacific, is going to be bloody run by them. Yeah, it's a bit of a worry, isn't it? I mean, and now there's uh, news that come out. There's, there's proof that they're backing, um, not proof, but there's a lot of sentiment in in um, in China that they support Russia with the war in the Ukraine. So that's you know, it's not a, it's not leading. Why wouldn't they though? They've seen, it, they've seen that we've done. Sorry, why wouldn't they though, mate? They've seen. I said, why wouldn't they? They've seen that we've done nothing about Russia, so yep. it's stopping them. Yep. Mm. Yeah, but no one's There's done. There's been anything. no deterrent there. That's true. That's oh, true. Well, listen, while while we're going through the election uh, this month, I think France is about to have the uh, president uh, either newly elect or, or re-elect. Okay. It's going to be the same people, uh, yeah, Marine Le Pen, uh, who uh, who actually uh, um, was involved last time, but she lost to Macron. She's back now, and uh, it's pretty close. So looks like the far right, the uh, what is it? Uh, I think the people want want France back to France, so it's starting to come back up, but. We don't know, you know, in the end, people uh, mm. will we'll discuss that in, in, in our segment, but people in the end will mainly stick to what they know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, the other thing was, uh, yeah. what was the other thing is, the, yeah. that, what about that Brooklyn uh, shooting? Uh, violence on the way up again? Oh, yes, yes. You know, Brooklyn shooting, we've had a kid stabbed to death at the Easter show. Show, yep. It's bloody shocking, isn't it? Shocking. Uh, like... I think that that will be a good segment for us to talk about because one of these is violence on the way up, or has it always been there, or is it something that now the news really start to focus on? Mm. Um, I suppose that COVID every day. Off the top of my head, I think it's it's always been there, and it's just depending on the news cycle. But yeah, um, I, I know that mass mass shootings in the US has been. You don't hear about them anymore, but there's been one a day every day for the last three years or something stupid. Like it's a, it's a phenomenal stat. They consider a mass shooting any more than three people getting shot. So mm. we're involving any more than three people. So. 
Yeah. Mm. Right. But America is a different kettle of fish. You can have the whole rest of the world, many of America mm. considered. They dig yes. themselves that hole with some of the laws they got. Let's get into our subject, Chris. So, elections coming up. What have we got? Five weeks left. We're already one week in. So, is yeah. it ScoMo or is it nice and easy, Albanese? <laughs> so, what uh, are we let's doing? Have a vote. Here we go. We're going to have a vote. Going ScoMo. Lou. ScoMo. Thomas. Um, what are you guys going? So, we had two ScoMo. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go Albanese. But what would you go? You really oh. believe that? You don't need to. You just... No. no but you guys know that I'm the deputy for uh, One Nation. Oh, one look, nation. comes the red jacket. <laughs> it means business. Something's happening here. What the hell does that say? Albo. What does that say? Albo the Great. The FME. The FME. We've got Albo the Great. We've got Kevin O'Seven. The CFMEU. Today I am Doug. I am the PR spokesperson for the uh, National Consolidated Movement of Union and Labor Alliances. Um, you scumbag religious hillbilly freaks that want ScoMo running the country. I think you all should be ashamed of yourself before. Wow. 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 And you, you're well prepared. I like it. I like it. Oh, well, I actually like the props today, and uh, you're actually looking better with the tape across your face. Well, it's so, actually, so predictable. So predictable, you bloody business owners. You got you don't care about the people. You only care about your own pocket. So um, I'm here to represent the people as the uh, national PR spokesperson for the Consolidated Union of Movement Movement of Unions across this great country of ours, which. Before we get into this, we are not here to display any knowledge about politics. We don't know, all right? Oh. But, but let me tell you what we're here for. And, 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 and sh it should really uh, resonate because we're here uh, with a, uh, the opinion of the people who've got no idea about politics, but who still like to have an idea. Right, so we so let let's let, let's just talk oh, shit, on the sorry, side. No, that's, tomorrow, that's tomorrow's protest. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I hope you get the comedy deal out of this. I'm sorry if you're listening to uh, to us live and you're driving the car, so you can't actually watch the screen because you're missing half the jokes. So uh, uh, I'm here for the people. Oh, hey, so, okay. so, what do you, what do you guys think? Underpaid for too long. It is too much. Now let, let's 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 have a look at this because for four four people who've got no idea about politics, who let's let's start with this first. Who do you reckon is going to win? Scomo. I said Scomo. 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 Cam? Man, who do you reckon? I know who should win. I know who should win. It's not our... Where is Scamo? Is he in Hawaii today? Is he sending some <laughs> troops to our doors no, no, instead no, no, of no, no, no. So, Where is he? I, mean, I, I, I also believe that Scamo is going to win. Uh, however, you, you had to have a look. The last few uh, state elections, uh, Labor's in. 
the uh, the I don't know what's going on, but the the liberal leader in Tasmania is gone. So do they know something we don't know? Mm. Do they have information that we don't have? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Look, they, they, they've been in power there for a while, though, and ScoMo still won. They were Labor Labor leadership when he got into power. So I don't think that's a big indication. But what is a big indication, I think, is we've just come out of Australia's worst economic crisis, or sorry, worst crisis. I won't say economic crisis. Worst crisis since the Great Depression. Mm. And the and the states that were run by Labor governments are the ones that had the biggest issues. So Melbourne, that was like freaking Starlight 13. And mm. um, and we had Comrade Palaszczuk who did the bloody good, uh, what do you, what's the Russian gulag, the gulag up there. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not voting well already for Cameron Wilson, Cameron Wilson. He's coming on twice. Um, I don't think it's voting well for Labour personally. The people. Coming on strong. That was it. No, that was it. No, I don't know about you guys, yeah. but... Albanese, Albanese remark looks like he's just been taken out of the armchair. His cardigan was just taken off and they made him put a business suit on. Mm. Seriously, I'm sorry. It just but, I mean, there's gotta yeah, be a better a better candidate not, in Labour, doesn't there? Not a great start, not a great start. For him to not know the unemployment rate and the cash rate the other day on the first day of the campaign. Like I know we all make mistakes, but seriously. We do more homework. Oh, who gives a shit, Lou? I guarantee you didn't know the unemployment rate before you started. Can you people even count to five? All right. I, I, now, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was zero because it's so hard to find staff. Yeah, well, the thing you is... You can't find staff like, at the moment. <laughs> it has to be zero, right? I reckon both of them wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean... As spokesperson for the national... Listen... You've mm. got to learn. You've got to learn from your leaders, right? Scomo disappeared during uh, every important thing we had going on. So Albanese, my my mate Albo the Great, he's decided to disappear for the last three years and do nothing. And exactly. if you can't learn, if you can't learn from your leaders, then what can you learn from? What he's done is he's bettered Scomo yet again, all right. And more, he's been more invisible than Scomo could ever be, all right. He's yeah, but, uh, he's a showing. An absolute showing. Three years, and we don't know anything that he really stands for, what he's backing. I mean, the only promising thing that I worked out out of my research is that there's nothing from both parties. It's all promising, really, for the property market. You know? What do you mean? We're going to have free childcare. We're going to have two-day working weeks, but you're going to have to pay for 48. If it wasn't for my mate Albo, we, well, screw, all Liberals have done for people is two and a half, um, hours on on uh, Easter Saturday. When Albo gets in, it'll be uh, four hours, mate, time and a half. So it's done nothing for the people, ScoMo, nothing at all. Our record of financial, we, we presided over the great the recession we had to have with Paul Keating with a great financial crisis with Kevin 07, and now the next greatest economic disaster of our lifetime, COVID, it needs labour, baby. Albo's the man for the job. All right, but let, let's talk seriously, though. So, uh, even though we've gone through the worst period, we still have four percent unemployment, the lowest. Yes. So, yeah. what what does it say? What 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 are they doing? I mean, how come it's the lowest, and we've gone through deficit after deficit? It's going to be like 
four or five generations maybe before they even get out of that. But so well, I read an article where they're counting. I read an article where they're counting TAFE students and job seeker recipients as employed, which is why the number's so low. What do you got to say to that, Scamo lovers? Mm. We can read a lot of fake articles um, or a lot of real articles, but we can sort of come up with the facts how we like. And I think it doesn't matter what politician, what side, whether you're on nice and easy or go slow, doesn't matter. Um, they're going to make up the news they want to make up. I think going forward, though, we've got to look at their, you know, performance from history. in history. So yep. Labor took over over from, um, what was the old fellow with the big bushy eyebrows? What was his name? John Howard. And, no, and we're at 4%, we're at 4% unemployment. And then we went up to 5.7, 5.8% unemployment under a Labor government. And then we've got it back down to 4%. Whether we're including TAFE students, that might be a couple of percent, but a couple of points. But seriously, I think Labor, mm. they're going to... One thing I don't understand is with with Labor, they've gone, we want to make childcare cheaper, we want to make electricity cheaper, and we want to increase wages. How do you do that? That's because we're for the people. You don't it. care. You sit there in your ivory tower and look down upon it. <laughs> I hope that's not coming a from an underprivileged because it looks like it's over your eyebrows, mate. Coming from an underprivileged background such as myself, living on Struggle Street every day, I understand the people. I know teachers are overpaid and underworked or underpaid and overworked. They need more time off. Childcare should be free. You should have to pay for it. You, the business owner. Less work, yes. more money. The That's thing. what we're this about. The, this is the thing we, we need to really get on because he's trying to put the fun. I, I'm, I'm trying to really understand this because I, uh, for me, it's a serious thing every three years, you know? So here you have a guy, he's disguised as the underprivileged. He just bought a, the, the palace in, in, in Cario. And, yeah. and, and I'm just thinking, hold on. Is that what politics is about? Is it, are those guys really on the waterfront? And, and, and they are wearing red jacket and labels like because they're on TV. And then do they go back to the waterfront afterwards and, and sip champagne? You know, I mean, just before we even started, he had to sip something quite expensive, but he didn't even want, want to make us feel bad. So he hit it in the course of that. So is that what's happening? <laughs> is, is, is that every I can't even pretend anymore. If you vote, is maybe. It, is that what they're going to do every three years? They just appear? And for five weeks, they just fake and lie to all of us. And yeah, okay, this first week, it's not very good for Albanese, but there's another four weeks or five weeks and things can just turn very quickly, you know? Okay. So- you've sucked, all the, you've sucked all the fun out of it. I can't even pretend. I was trying to make everyone hate me and want to vote liberal. It was an anti, it was an anti-campaigning <laughs> in case you're too stupid to realize, Lauren. Of course you can't vote Albanese in. Where's he been? He's been exactly. in Women's Weekly. What's he doing with his life? <gasps> Grandpa Simpson from Grandpa Simpson. That's who he looks like. Grandpa Simpson. Give nah, him a listen, walk. He can't, be, he can't attack a bloke on person. Not attacking that's him. That's a fact. I look like Tom Cruise. You know, it's simple. It's a fact. Oh, we got to get to the politics. You can't have a 
it's a sad state of affairs if a, if a political party is about to win by default just by inaction while the other guys dig themselves a hole, right? That's, that's yeah. true. It's a very scary prospect. So, you know, and I think, honestly, I don't think the, uh, the people I think should win do themselves any favour by trying to make a big thing out of he didn't know the unemployment rate. Come on, man, there's way bigger fish to fry than him making mm -hmm. stuff ups on camera. Yeah. Um, Scamo has been full of them. Yeah. Um, we need to, but the problem is they've probably got a gauge of what society actually goes for. And unfortunately, we're in a world at the moment where society goes for the the gossip and the, the yeah. unrelevant topics rather than what's actually going to happen to the world. I think this is where we need to be going. Is this, do, do you feel like this election, I mean, I, I, I've been through a few, but I feel like this time, even before he announced the election date, the media was already in. Does yeah. it feel to you like this election is run by just uh, the, the media, really? That, I mean, I know every election's been run, but more than ever this time, they, they first, first uh, session, they're asking almost like the price of a loaf of bread. You know, it's, it's almost like, we, we're going to focus on that now. We're going to play that one. And then the next day they play. It, it feels to me like the, the, these guys are, for the moment, both <laughs> Scott Morrison and Albanese are, are probably home studying their figures now because they go, tomorrow they're going to ask me more questions just on figures. They don't care about my policies. They, they, they just want numbers. Yeah. So is this a fake election? Adam, Adam Bant was and I don't agree with anything he has to say, the, the head of the Greens, but he he had a clip on the radio today where he, he was up the media for playing gotcha, gotcha politics, he called it, and he said that politicians should never be judged on what he says on camera, he should be judged on the policies that he introduced. And for once, the bloke who wants to save every tree in Wayland, give equal rights to um, um, gender-fluid cats, um, made it. <laughs> made a fair made a fair point um you can't and that but that's where we got to we we follow america and i, I mentioned america before with the guns but we follow america in a, a lot of ways and i think our media has just got a hold of it, how big a scandal the last few american elections have been because of donald trump and the bits and pieces going on and we're just copying them now they every every word thomas's mate joe biden says that comes out wrong is a news story and every every Thing that Donald Trump does that has nothing to do with politics is a news story, and that's where we're going. Now, this is probably a topic for another day and, and controversial, but Scamo came out last week and said that he was against and going to stop a bill to allow transgender females to play female sport. He was so he was against people who were born male and grew up male and have had testosterone going through their bodies for. 15, 20, 30 years and growing six foot four and a hundred kilos, becoming a woman and jumping into a female sport because he feels it's not right. And that women who were born women, it's an unfair advantage and is dangerous in some sports, especially fighting sports and rugby league and things like that. Well, today, because that was the media pickup, he's backflipped on it. So rather than sticking to his guns, on a on a logical front, men should not be competing against women. And just because you turned female last week, 
doesn't now give you the right to go into a boxing ring or a football field and beat the shit out of women. That's not, you're not a biological woman. He's now backflip because of the media pressure. So in answer to your question, Thomas, yes, the election's run by the media. Yes, it's fake. And unfortunately, the result is going to... Now, the only hope is the last election gives hope, right? Because for all the media did, all the media tried. And as far as head as Labor was, when it actually came to putting pen to paper, people still somehow come up with the right decision. But going to get harder and harder if now even the prime minister's who stood up to china and he's standing up to russia and all those people but he won't stand up to channel seven we're fucked you know? yeah mm. yeah well said mm-hmm. yeah well said at the end yeah. of the day i think as a as a voter we we really need to try and go through the crap the media is feeding us and find it that you know the the truth yeah. behind the yeah. truth behind each each of them but you know what and this is something I was thinking about. And a lot of people are born into the political party that they vote for. And what I say by that is they vote for the people their parents voted for. Um, and, and a lot of people do it. Oh, we've been always been Labor. Oh, we've always been Liberal. A lot of people do it. Unfortunately, they don't see the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. And if, if those political parties have got the favour of the media, and just looking at Carl and what's the young lady that she's Ali. with him? Ali. Just by looking at their interviews, I feel it's they're swaying it towards liberal. Mm. Just mm. simply by their interviews. Oh, Sky News. You can't watch Sky News. If you want an unbiased opinion, you can't watch Sky News because they're so anti-Labor, it's not funny. Um, but I... You watch ABC there. Yeah, I know. So you don't know which newspaper to read, right? <laughs> and it's the same. We've spoken about American politics before. It's Fox and CNN, right? If you're, if you're Donald yeah. Trump, you're watching Fox. And if you're Joe Biden, you're watching CNN. Yeah. And unfortunately, they, they just lie. They'll lie to get whoever in that we want. And unfortunately, the majority of voters watch that shit. So yeah. I think I, this might be skipping ahead, so pull it back to you as it is. But I actually think our democratic system is flawed. The fact that you only have the choice of two idiots and you have to pick one, and not only do you have to pick one, you're, you're fined and punished if you don't, I think is a huge problem to begin with. I look today and there's 36 registered political parties. 36 and we get to choose and in the end of the day doesn't matter who you vote for all the votes flow to two of them so you could vote for um you know the legalization of marijuana party thinking that you're being independent but it ends up going to elbow and you can vote for the the national virtues there's a national virtues party too you should get amongst that mate um you wouldn't know where the votes go but that's, but that's because they they have the, the party has decided to push their preference to one of the two. Yeah. No, I understand, but I think the whole system's flawed. If you if you no, can't... It's not, no, if they why would they decide to go to that? Because they're it's hedging their bets. They're hedging their bets. They're going to go. Well, looks like one of the two is going to win, and we want to to make a deal with them. Obviously, you're not going to go and make a deal. You with think it's wrong? Right, the country are not going to get much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, do you think it's right that as a country you? Forget right. Do you think it's um, in our best interest to only essentially have two, a two-party preferred system? Because it, you can't. There's some very, very good independent politicians out there that will never be able to become prime minister or lead the country because they are independent for a reason. They don't want to be part of the, the mm. problem. And, you, um, make, you make good points. In, in the end, I they're trying to... Really... In that. 
in, in the end, they're trying to really uh, make sure that your vote is going somewhere. For example, mm. in France, they have, they have two rounds. The first round in France, you vote for whoever you want. And it happened, I think, on the 10th of April, so on, on Saturday night. <clears throat> and after that, they take the highest two. If, I mean, unless the first guy has gone over 50%, they then, if, if, if it is, then he's a president straight away. If not, they now go into the second round. And the second round is about just the two. So with us, they didn't want, obviously in Australia, they don't want us to go and, and vote twice. And so they're going, hold on, you vote for the here and you can vote for the uh, second party, but your party has already decided. In, in, in the end, you know, this, I, I don't know, we don't know much about the, the, the politics, but this is how it's gonna work, right? The, what Chris said is exactly right. In the end, 45% on either camp have already decided. The people whose father was a liberal will most likely go liberal. So really every single election is just a small margin of people. I don't know whether it is the, the intelligent people, the people who, who uh, are looking at the, uh, after the interest and see like, what they can get if a winner gets in, but mm. those guys are the one to decide. So let's imagine now that Labour wins. What do you reckon is going to happen to Australia in the next three years? Well, if they, if they, um, I mean, at the moment, from what I can understand, they're ahead in what um, is the head of all the, all the topic of the, of the moment, what people are worrying about in terms of household living cost and all of that. So if they stick to what they say they're going to, I think that is such a big topic on people's minds because the cost of living is so high at the moment. And I think people will vote based on that, but it's whether they stick to it. I read a quote the other day, um, do all fairy tales begin with once upon a time? And, and it, the answer was no. Some of them begin with, if I'm elected, I will. Um, you know, <laughs> because it's <laughs> they say, if I'm elected, I will. And, and, and it not, doesn't come off. Let, let, think back to 2019 and 2000, well, 2016 and 2019. Um, there was a big focus on the real estate market. And the real estate wasn't fantastic at the time. And Labor was talking about their negative gearing and capital gains tax changes. So all the opinion polls you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, because I know absolutely jack shit about this topic, but all the polls said that, that there's no way that Liberal will get really? in, Coalition would get in. And what happened? He got in, you know? And so I think the talk of those changes that Labor were bringing to the table scared a lot of people. So they swung that way. But is this what's going to happen now? Because the talk is all about cost of living and affordability and um, house prices and things like that is the topic of people's minds. And, and if you look at the polls, it shows Albanese, take it easy, is in front based on that because that's his focus. I don't know. No, he's not, he's not, based, he's not in front based on that. He's in front because ScoMo keeps digging himself holes unnecessarily, well, unwittingly. Albanese is becoming in front because of inaction by Alba. When you listen to the budget reply, Albanese is not promising any improvement to cost of living and he's certainly if he is he isn't explaining how the fuck he's going to pay for it and this is the same thing that happened with julia gillard and the carbon debate it's the same thing that labor do a lot of they're for the people but they don't understand what it takes to run the people and that is the problem and that's why you find most people who are 
in most oh. people who are in business or or know what they're doing with money in a, on a grand sense tend to vote for the better economic managers because yeah. cost of living comes down to economic management so the you people who watch your current affair are going to fall for the people who watch your current affair who are going to fall for i'm going to give you an extra 50 dollars a week or i'm going to um subsidize this or subsidize that or make this cheaper but when every single time every single time someone asks anthony albanese how you're going to pay for it he's yet to give an answer exactly exactly but in the guardian the opinion poll showed that the confidence was in uh labor to keep the unemployment down it was in uh the coalition to reduce government debt but it was in labor to address the cost of living um definitely labor by a mile to encourage weight wage growth to keep interest rates um, as low as possible was in the coalition, but improving housing affordability, Labor outstripped them by half. So yes, that's, because, that's because they're making the calculation with the budget of America. Let's let's look at when polls are taken, right? How are polls done? No, they, they get it wrong. They get it wrong. Right? No, but how are they done? No, no let's look. That's how the are they... thing. The whole yeah. freaking thing was wrong. No, Lou, how do they actually do the polling? We, 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 they... we, we, we're still debating the thing. Like I said, they ring... hang on, hang on. They yeah, ring around during the day. They ring around during the day a thousand or fifteen hundred people to find out who would they vote for. Who's home during the day? Well, pretty much no one, but. People who want better cost of living are people sitting at home, generally speaking, and they only call a thousand of them to get these opinion polls. So that's yeah. that's why the polls I'm are. I'm not right. saying it's gospel, Cam. I'm just saying that was in the Guardian. No, I know. And that's why you don't pay any. In the Guardian, you'll find it'll be a, a Labor commie rag, and the Telegraph will tell you the polls are the opposite, probably. Probably because that's the media we're talking about again, right? Let's let, let's let's uh, go back to the, the the subject. Right now we are under the liberal help. Okay. What what is going bad for the moment? What what is bad for this country? Well, I mean, again, I know jack shit about it, but you know, in terms of the debt, <laughs> what is that number? What, what what debt are we in? Something like ten trillion dollars or something? That's not that much. It's never going to get it's it's America. It's America. <laughs> no, it's not. What? Well, see, we, none of us know. None of us know. It just goes to show. No, but really three trillion. I think it's three no, trillion. Um, but let's let's talk. Listen, no one's going to. Yeah. All right. That's, I'm, I'm really. Do you know what? I, I I would love this to be. It's like four guys that got no ideas about politics here how it's run and how a country is run. And let's have a look at our sentiment. I, I think that that's probably a, a better gauge, right? So, so because that's for real. If we're gonna sit here uh, after we've done a hard days at the real estate office, pretending that we know how to run the country, listen, this yeah. is a plus. So let's not be like them. Let's have a look. What is going bad for the moment? Well, I think, I think the backwards, you can't look at, What's happening right now, I'm not 100% sure, but I think coming into an election, I think if you're going to go against Liberal, the way we handled COVID was very fucking average, very average. And we've been on here ranting and raving about that enough times where we now can't sit there and pretend that ScoMo's perfect, right? Because they 
They killed a lot of people. They sent a lot of businesses broke. They did a lot of things. I think the way they've handled the natural disasters has been mm -hmm. very average, very, very average. Um, but apart from that, everything, I mean, cost of living is out of our control in a lot of ways, mate. Because we didn't start the war in Europe. We didn't kill the oil fields. We didn't do all that stuff. So You know what, though? Like, what I think with ScoMo, yeah, looking back, he probably did a, a terrible job in terms of what you exactly what you just said. But seriously, the guy was facing something that the world had never faced before. And so... I can't, I don't think that we can say that he done a terrible job because you know what? Every day I seen that news come on, I would hate to be ScoMo in that position to have to make those. But he, but he did a terrible job. The, he did a terrible job. Compared to who? Compared the to question who? is, no, but that's it. That's the question, Luke. Compared to who? Now people have got to decide would Albanese have done a better job? And that's what they'll be but thinking, that's right? That's, that's the thing. The three years and and like I mean it's not even just that's what they're going to be thinking that's what yeah, people I, know, are going I, to be thinking. I see what you're how saying do you reckon, how do you reckon the restaurateur who had his how do you talk about sentiment right how do you think the restaurateur had his restaurant shut down before they stopped people getting off cruise ships carrying COVID yeah is feeling as far as sentiment coming into an election I get right? it I how do you think that. the people who Women are allowed to fly in the state to see people die or, or say goodbye at funerals are feeling in sentiment. Let's, let's stop. Let's stop. Okay. Well, hang on, mate. That's Here's my first question. Was... Number one, would what would you have done different? Number two, Queensland, run by a Labor government, has done way, way worse. Yeah. And so, Victoria. Would, would someone have done anything different? What about WA as well? No, but that's... This is where the news is going to get a hold of it. I'm not making arguments for or against. I'm talking what people's sentiment is going to be, and this is where people yeah. really need to think. The Did reason you... people couldn't get into Queensland is because of Palaszczuk. The reason people couldn't get into WA is because of Mark McGowan. The reason Melbourne got locked down longer than any other person in the world was because of Dan Andrews. They're all Labor people. Now, all the Labor. reason that... The reason that New South Wales got shut down while they were still allowing cruise ships off was a Liberal government in state, not federal. It wasn't the federal government. So the, the reason I threw all, all those things out is because the counter argument is it actually had nothing to do with SCOMO in a lot of in a lot of right. circumstances. Exactly. And I think that brings up another flaw in the system. The political agenda will be uh, like even if SCOMO tried to sort of instill his power into those states during COVID. The political agenda will still push back and they'll he still do, do what they want. He had no he control. And maybe that's a failing because the leader of the country couldn't control the people right. beneath him. Right? Then maybe that's right. a failure of the system you know or of the government. It could even be handled. A, there's a few things he could have handled better, like the fires and the, the floods and sort of COVID. But we've got to look at this. So many moving parts when it comes to that. How do we know that he didn't instill that trust into someone that he put into power to run the the defence force or to run the fire brigade or whatever it was to enact. No, you can't have that. You can't have that because that's no different to us blaming a manager instead of ourselves if we're the, the owner of a business, right? You can't have that. He's in, he's, he, the buck stops with him. As we see in an election, the buck stops with him. So Fair call. Fair call. During, yeah. during the time, you can go, oh, it wasn't my part of the factory, which Dan Andrews is famous for. Dan Andrews, all he said was, oh, that's the health department, that's the health department. It's not my fault that 900 people died in aged care, right? But at election time, it's 100% your fault because, the, again, with the system, you only get two to vote for. 
yeah. So this is what people are making their decisions based on, and this is what's going to be used against each party. And now, you know, there's a shitload to use against ScoMo, and there's nothing to use against Albanese because he hasn't done anything. He's and do you know what? Do you know what, though, guys? Seriously thinking about it, we've all sat here and said we pretty well know nothing about politics. We're we're limited in our knowledge. Going back to a, a, a podcast a few weeks ago when we were talking about what kids should be taught at school, I really think politics should be something that's taught because it is so important for the future. And I think the sentiment the sentiment is, don't you dare cut me off, Cameron. The sentiment is um, of the public. A lot of people just don't have a clue, and a lot of people just don't know enough. And so it's it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. I think is going to be a lot of the problem, Lou. The problem, Lou, and it's not. Your idea is fine in an ideological world, but then you've got to think about who's teaching the politics. And as the sign says, there's no, it's a, just another media outlet, mate. If you've got a bunch of people teaching kids about politics that think the government's been screwing them, what are our, kid, what are our kids yeah, actually learning about that, politics? Teaching them to understand how it works. And like, I mean, seriously, I, I had uh, to- Can I ask you this? Can I ask you this? Teachers are going on strike again. Everyone's going on strike. Do, do you really think that teachers can, <clears throat> that a teacher can really be impartial when it comes to teaching? Yeah, finally, a teacher is going on strike oh, next week. Oh, oh, or, or labor, right? So can a teacher really be impartial? Probably not, but what's the answer? Like, I mean, what's the answer? Do we have to, is it on us to teach our kids? Or Because I can tell you, I've only voted my whole life the same way because that's what my parents did. There's I a huge problem, mate. So it's already yeah. happened. Lou, it already happens right in universities. There's a huge problem with universities at the moment because they've gone so far left, so far left. And they're all it's a it's a cliche of all cliches that most of the protesters out there and going back to the hippie days are university students, right? And it's generally the university students fighting against capitalism and fighting against it's all left-sided politics. So it's already happening where politics is being taught in our higher education, but it's all one side of politics. And it's all the humanitarian side of politics and it's all the PC politics and it's all the shit, the cancel culture rubbish that we that's been bought out of schools. Right? Mm. The, the, the PC culture we're in now where you can't say anything about anyone without it being a huge offence or a, a suable effect, yeah. indictable effect, has been bought out of universities. Right? Yeah. So who, you can't yeah. have people who are about to strike next week because they're overworked and underpaid teaching kids about politics because we know where their politics lies. Exactly, and I, and I totally see your point, but, you know, I've got two kids over 18 who have got a vote, and honestly, we just look at it and go, what the hell? Like, and it's... I'm united, baby. Yeah, vote for Cam. No, but, it's, but that's the problem. So that's what I go back to before. If you, if you don't like their politics and you don't like their politics you go and find someone who you can kind of relate to yep. but your vote still ends up with the person you didn't like to begin with exactly right? you can't that's and that's a huge issue yeah okay. that's so a if, huge issue if, you, if you, liberal you, comes back in it looks like uh cost of living is going to go up as long as the ukraine war is going to keep on going yes the cost of energy probably is also going to go up because more and more coal has to be exported. And if Russia closed the gas to Europe, they need our coal, um, which means which is going to be the same as when uh, our 
uh, our lobsters uh, people were selling the lobster to China. We had to pay triple, but now suddenly we only have to pay one third. So the cost of living is going to go deal up. With India now, now, bro. Sorry? We're going to deal with India now for lobster. Yeah. <laughs> the, free, the free trade agreement with India, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's all right. You, you will get it from Langford Drive. <laughs> so you, so you, you'll still be fine. No. You, the, There's only rock spiders in Cameron, not rock lobsters. <laughs> oh, no, Cameron. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say oh. like the driver, Cameron. Now, what, what about if labor wins? Mm. What happens then? Wage increase, union uh, strength increases. They already said they're going to back the unions. Funny thing was that, you know, it was a Labor government that locked down their working and the Labor started riots in, in Victoria, in Melbourne. Um, but definitely wage increases, the minimal ward, they'll start pushing on that. Um, let's have a look at let's have a look at your point. Wage increase, I think it's it's not bad, but because wage increase means also unemployment is going to go up. Because let's imagine I have to pay more for people. Well, I'm going to have to start getting rid of people. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that means that if the wage goes up by 10%, I have to get rid of at least at least 10% of my personnel in order to keep on, on giving that money to the others. So uh, that that's only short sight. What else could go? What, what else would go? I think they're increasing money to the elderly. Yeah. But but so is so is liberal. Liberals also increasing the money to to the elderly. Um, but they're going. They they want a, a nurse in every aged care facility twenty four seven. So mm. that cost will that cost of aged care they say is going to reduce, but that cost of aged care will go up. So who's going to burden that? I don't know. Um, cost of childcare, they say, is going to go down. But they want the wages to go up. So, again, I don't know how that works. In some ways, taxes will have to go up. Right. And if taxes goes up, well, we still we, we have to get rid of more people in order right. to now pay the wage increase and the taxes. Yes or right? Yes or no? No, because... You don't even have to you don't even have to sack them, Thomas, because we'll go back to what we've sort of it's been a story for a while, but we've sort of worked our way out of it, where women or men wouldn't go back to work because them working four days a week was just paying the tax bill, right? So it, you you don't have to let them go. You have many more people at home. Yes, childcare might be free, but if I go and work four days, I'm paying an extra five hundred dollars a week tax, and I'm only earning five hundred and fifty for that four days. Then what's the point? So then we and, go back we, to the where we were. What about the the introduction of death tax, which is something that we've already got in Europe? Uh, will death tax come in then with uh, labour? Listen, when someone dies, you're already getting taxed through your nose anyway, so you're already getting charges and so forth. And if they're going to increase that, well, they've got to make the money from somewhere, right? So, so then, then we listen. Whatever you give, you have to take back. Otherwise, there's no balancing, right? So, now let's have a look at labor will smash, labor will smash multinational companies, right? That with tax, that's where they'll get their tax back from multinationals. But who's the biggest employers of people in the country? More business. Multi, no, multinational. Like who? Yeah, you smash a multinational with an extra billion dollars in tax. How many people do you reckon are losing their job? Oh, all right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because that's Labor's thing, mate. The, 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 the tall, the tall poppy syndrome. So your Googles and your Amazons and your 
yeah, Harvey Normans and all these people are going to get absolutely hammered with tax. What about guys? Yeah. Like, no, zero, zero, zero. But you guys, you guys might. What's either party Stop saying? Saying about you know nothing. We understand you know nothing. It's been well established over weeks on the podcast. You don't have to preempt everything you I say you with years, I know I nothing. Years over over knowing me, but anyways, you let me off there. Nice. What about climate change for either side? What's what's being said there? They're both Spruik and green energy. So they've both gone the uh, little bit on the end of green energy. Um, and Labor's gone a little bit further wanting to reduce cost of energy, whereas uh, Liberals gone more so on the, we want to invest in green energy a little bit further. Um, so they've both, there's not a lot, there's not a lot said, but they've both gone. You know what, if you look on their websites, they've both really gone almost um, tit for tat on exactly their, you know, their policies going into this election. Mm. There's a few. There's a few small changes, um, yeah. and and they're very tactical changes. Like uh, Scomo had something about an anti-corruption commission that he was going to create, and he's backflipped on that. Well, I don't know if he's backflipped or they've just put it aside for now. Labor's making that a bit of a thing going. That's going to be one of our policies, pushing anti-corruption sort of policies. So. I, mean, I, I think climate change is a big thing, and what and why I think because it just seems to be that this flood, fire, drought, so many things that it's just a consistent every year. There's a there's a, something that um, you know we've had two major floods in two years. People in Lismore have gone through three floods in six weeks. Like for God's sake, you well, know. Again, I think is that is that a, another topic, another good topic for, uh, I think, another podcast as well as climate change, maybe? It is, but I think, you no know... No one is going to accept that their electricity bills double or triple to save a couple of trees. Because when it comes down to it, we're all in it for ourselves, mate. And that's the, that's the problem. Labor hasn't been out... No-one's been able to come out. The Greens, who don't have two cents to rub together, which is why they know nothing about money, keep saying we've got to save the planet and save the planet. It's all well and good until people realise that their cost of living, which Labor and everyone's meant to be saving, is going to go through the roof to do it in the meantime. No one, yeah. save as many whales as you want, but when you've got to pay $1,000 a month for your electricity, you're not going to give a shit whether Willie's free or he's chopped up into sushi, mate. You won't care a bit. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But I think it's a topic, yeah. In regards to climate change, I think Chris is probably right, but really uh, it, it needs to be maybe a topic um, on its own. However, climate change uh, is actually about 1% human made. 1% human made. And, and out of that 1%, apparently it's 0.01% is done by Australia. Yeah. So is it normal that in a 0.01% of a 1%, made by right where australia now has to pay a carbon tax to it that yeah. is bigger so yeah. if, if you're going to go climate change we're going to have to talk carbon tax i think they want to avoid it i think that julia gillard with the they won't be any and then came back i think that that pain's going to stay for a little while so they, they probably will try and avoid it for the moment and if australia is really contributing 0.01 percent of that one percent and China or India is doing way, way more, and they don't want to pay for it because they're still developing country. <laughs> Should we, the developed country, pay for the bulk when they're doing 0 0.01? Yeah, 
developing new. That's all they're developing. That's another argument. But I also, <laughs> I think that, that's a different one. Let, let's stick to what we what we think we know a little let's bit. Let's talk about age. Let's talk about the age. How is, age how is, people. Sorry. Sorry. Go for it, Thomas. Go. No, 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 no. Go for yours first because I think that our next topic was about. All right. How does it impact on real estate and where's real estate going from here okay. on? Let's go so how, how do we? What about the age? What, who's going to look after the age? Because they always go just before the election and it's both parties, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that and so forth. And it's the most vulnerable. How do we, how do we protect those that are the most vulnerable through the election? How do, does anybody know? Because I don't. To quote Lou, I know nothing about this topic. Um, how much of aged care is private owned versus public? No. Oh, I, I, I don't know. No, would you say would you say the majority public uh, private now or, or what's the like you guys you're much closer I'd have, to I'd have to look into it mate I know, I know the Catholic health <laughs> healthcare system is very large um, yeah. it, it, it's huge um, but they all fall under and, and, and this is only from experience previously they all fall under obviously the, the guidelines that, that you know government implements and there's been questions raised about the levels of care Sorry, the level of staffing to the amount of residents, the care ratios. There's yeah. been a lot of that. So the, re um, the reason I asked the, re the reason the reason I asked the question is back to the wage rise stuff. You know, if Labor's going to push for increased wages, and there's a uh, there's a significant portion of the aged care management that is private sector, that ain't helping the elderly man. You know, the unfortunate thing is, and cents, one hundred percent. looking after the elderly to make profit, right? So, the unfortunate thing is this, mate, and I, I speak from this firsthand. The level of care is determined by the level of your bank account. Mm. And if it's a government, if it's a government-run facility, your care isn't isn't as good as if it's a private. And there's different levels of private. I've got people. I know people personally. In, in, in very high care, um, private, and then very low care government. And the level of care is, is astronomical. The difference, the difference is, is, is really, really huge. But what I'm asking is with, with staff levels, staff levels, for example, does that situation get better or worse under Labor if they're going to be pushing wage increases and the rest of it? The, the, it's going to get worse. better. However, the, the it's be worse. It's, no, it's going to get worse, mate. Can't get better because the minute your wage are up, Right, uh, raise the wage. You have to have less staff. So you, you. They increase taxes then through well, multinationals and so but, forth. And that's where I was going uh, with that. Um, I, I probably would like to uh, to talk about HK that because Chris spoke about that. Um, I think that with HK, it has to start before HK. I think that we're going to have to really look at um, the what is it, people who retire to be able to work. Why is it that, I mean, why is it that people who are 65 who still have the energy? I mean, I, I, I was chatting to someone whose father passed away this year at the age of 92, but after he retired, he, I heard his story that he, he kept on go, he kept on working. And, and, and I heard of stories of, of police commission, of police, uh, what is it, uh, the, the, the highest grade, uh, uh, retiring and still going to work. Why? Because the knowledge they have is crazy. Why do you want to put them on, 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 on a, you know, on a... Pasture. 
Yeah. So I'm just thinking, instead of giving these elderly people an extra 25 bucks a fortnight, which is not going to do anything when electricity is going to go by $75 a fortnight, then should we, you go out and you work and, 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 and no, no, that fixes unemployment that fixes the, the, these, uh, the the elderly who want to have more because now they they, they 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 pay for more and whatever they earn they pay tax on that anyway so wouldn't we be fixing a lot more than just aged care so i believe that the the um liberal government has put in concessions like tax concessions for people working the past 65 so if you're working as a as a retiree and receiving a pension and you're and you're working there's concessions in there for your tax and so forth but there well. can be concession i mean i have no problem employing someone who's 65. yeah i mean a really sedation who's 65 i mean he's still in his car driving from here today but the knowledge he has uh yeah. the ability to communicate with people is 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 so so much you know why, why do i have to lose it mm. and and plus he's bringing home an, a, a top income to look after himself and he's contributing to the tax anyway and why should i not have that yeah, yeah. i think generically a lot of people are working past retirement anyway yeah. no not really i There's think it's a lot very of brave people who know that the minute they do that the benefit goes down man and they don't want to do it or if they're doing it you go to place like in you know, a hunter valley or places in barossa or wherever you got guys who are retired, but they don't work for a, a wage. They work for a few bottles of wine that they get at the end of the, the, end of the week or cash in hands. Absolutely. It's, and I think it's wrong. I think you've done very well to work past 65, Thomas. And I'm glad you're still a contributing member of society. So well done. Congratulations. I just want to yeah. like Yoda, like Yoda, I'm gonna go past 2000 years, man. <laughs> My dad. My mum's 68, so my dad's 77, 78 this year. And they're still working way more hours than anybody should be working. They're working hard. How's your mum? Hey? How's your mum? She's on the couch at the moment. She's oh, on some really good painkillers, so uh, she comes good. through all right. Can she share them with us? Uh, well, I tried to dibs them, mate. She's got some Oxycontin. I tried to dibs them, but apparently my brother was on the phone the minute she got out of surgery and he's already bagged all of them, so. What do you reckon now is going to happen to real estate after this election? I think it depends who gets in. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I personally believe whether it is Labour or Liberal, interest rates going to go up. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think definitely. That was on the cards already, though. And and I think yeah, no, whether, whether it is Liberal, that this, maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Whether it's liberal or, or labor, interest rates gonna go up by close to 0.7% by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge, it's already, so 2022 for real estate is already a perfect storm. It's already the end of a boom. It's already yeah. an election year and you've got interest rates going up and you had a war. Now, what I find, and you guys, Thomas especially, been in real estate a lot, lot longer than me, but um, I, I've only been through one election in real estate, which was 2019, and the market stopped dead. It was already stopped dead because of the Banking Royal Commission, and then it died even further until the day after the election when the Liberals won, and everything's been skyrocketing ever since. This year, it's not going to have that effect. It's had an effect on already slowing the market down, 
but it's not going to change the fact that we're already at the end of a boom and interest rates are still going to go up. It doesn't matter who wins. I don't think I agree with Tom, I agree with Thomas. The result this year isn't going to have as much as an effect as it did in 2019, where Labor were dumb enough to talk about messing with negative gearing yeah. and and. Um, I think that I, I think there'll be typically some lull in the activity whilst we're waiting for the election to be called. I think that just happens every year, regardless. But I think the election's been called, Lou. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. The election's been called, and there will be. And I don't think, and and I've been through it a few times. But I think what will happen is we'll see a bit of lull in the activity leading up to the election until there is a decisive, you know, decision. And I think that happens every time but i think the interest rate rises this year which are inevitable is going to have much more impact on the housing market than what the result of the election will be i think I don't, yeah i don't think it's going to slow down any more or less i've already had I, I, this like that's okay and that's all good i've already had people opinion and all of you sit there and laugh at what i'm saying but that's the freaking truth I'm you're laughing at what you're saying i'm laughing at what you're saying you said we laugh at the fact you're waiting for the election to get called I think typically what has what does happen is that people sit on the fence like Chris and they sit on the fence for a while. Are you <laughs> so fucking deflecting the move for? I, I had to. I had to take the bloody you and your great jacket in the, jacket in the head. Head. I had the opportunity. I had to. No, uh, seriously, well, well you sent me well one bottle done. of wine and you think you can talk about the <laughs> fence here? <laughs> I had to have a dig, but no, like seriously, like history shows people that there, there is a bit of lull of activity, you know, in terms of people scheduling their auctions and things for that weekend, that's just a non-existent event. Um, I think, but because the there is no talk from Labor or this year around like there was in 19 about negative gearing and capital gains, everything within the election so far that's been talked about has nothing but encouragement for the property market. So I think if anything, there might be a bit of a headwind this time around. If there's any change, I think there'll be a bit of a headwind. The property might, the market keep, might keep moving, but statistically and historically, usually what happens is there's a lull in activity. But I think what's gonna happen in the second half of the year if the interest rates rising is gonna have more of an impact on the housing market than what happens about the election. I personally don't believe that the real estate uh, market is going to be affected in terms of sale. Yeah. I think that what we're going to see before election now is a, a gradual increase of people who are scared mm. and they are going to dump their investments. I think that the sales uh, of investment properties are just going to hit the roof now within the next few months. That's been happening for the last now because, because they are scared of the, that interest rate that's going up. Yeah. And so they're going to start dumping it now, even before the election. I, I reckon the market, if, if you're a real estate agent and you're not door knocking right now, you're, you're stupid because it's there's sales happening right now. There's people who have to dump it. Anyone who's got rent roll are going to find that their rent roll is going to be affected. Uh, I think that after the interest rate goes up and we, it may not start going up as fast as New Zealand, who yesterday increased it by a point basis, so 0.5 of a percent. But uh, we, I truly believe that we have a lot of people who have put money for their kids to buy a house in the last two years. There's a lot of parents who put actually the equity on the line so that their kids can actually, can actually get into the market and buy certain things. Yeah. And they will find that they're going to have some, some, some issue. There's going to be 
hey kid, uh, do you remember the $70,000 advance? Uh, I, I need it back or get a loan. And if the, and many of these kids can't get the loan, they're gonna have to dump it. So a lot of the the dumping is gonna happen. A lot of the investors are gonna dump it today, and therefore for me the market's going to start to go down a little bit before the end of the year. I think the dumping's been happening for a little while already. There's there's investment properties popping up all over the place. Today this week especially has been a great week for. To, to illustrate exactly what you're talking about. So there's been no talk about the election, even though we've been talking about it, but I've had uh, an offer an offer on a property get rescinded because the conveyance from the broker got in the buyer's ear, their own broker, and said, listen, interest rates are about to jump significantly. Maybe now's not a good time to buy. And I've also had a deal that we're still working on that initially was agreed at a nine-month settlement um, that now isn't because, again, with the interest rate rises, while these people are waiting to settle for nine months, the purchaser's loan is going to increase, their interest rate's going to increase potentially numerous, numerous times in that nine months. So they've now yeah. said, well, look, we can't give you nine months. It's going to have to be three months in a rent back. And I don't, I couldn't, have, not like me to disagree with you, Lou, but saying there might be a bit of an uh, uptick or a, or a renewal of energy after the election, I think you couldn't be further from the truth, mate. I think we've oh, gone truly into the downward phase, and I don't think that stops after the election, regardless of who wins. I don't think definitely not the end of the world, not a chance in hell, but people are going to lose 10%, and 10% doesn't sound like much until you turn it into dollars when the average house price is a million bucks now on the central coast. That's a lot of cash, a oh, lot of cash, and it's starting to I'm affect buyers. And yeah, I'm not saying what I'm saying is right, but I think what I am saying is. I don't think, I think going back to what Thomas just said, I don't think the election, because the question was, is the election going to affect housing prices? I don't think the election's really going to do anything to housing prices, to be honest. I think we all knew months ago that the interest rates were going to rise and we've all predicted that and we've all sort of expected that. And I think that's going to be what floods the market. What Regardless you said of the was, outcome, I think that's going to happen. What you said was there'll be a low in activity before the election and then after the election it'll kick back up. That's what you said. You can't keep changing what you say. I'm not right? You said there'll be a low before the election and then you said it'll kick it. back up. Oh, oh my god, I am not changing it. If you listen, I said historically and statistically. Yeah, Cora, you just changed what you said to agree with Thomas. You just mate, every sign. I don't think you really can I, just, can I just interrupt? Lou, yeah. what you say can be as true as what Cam uh, saying. So we don't know. Right now, we're giving our opinions. All right. So don't worry too much. Don't don't take the bait. He's, he's, his mind doesn't change. He's going for his six o'clock thing, right? His six o'clock thing now is the cannon is going to, to, to turn to against Lou. So that's that's what he's doing best. I, I, I like it. It's, it's fantastic. This is what we do, what we do. But I, I personally think that you will see money coming out for people who actually decided not to buy because they missed the boat. Yeah. I personally believe, but, and, and, and on the other hand, here, here's the thing. Lou, I bought a house. It was a million dollars. Now it's gone down to 900. The bank's got the right to say, you haven't got enough. So now I want $100,000 from you 
or you're gonna have to sell. Okay, so, but banks won't do that. They, you know, banks have got that, this kind of thing where if they have a certain number of mortgage in possession, they're not going to enforce it. They got, because they wanna go in, in drips and bits because they don't want to, uh, to, to, to scare the, the population. So, so not only my, now I've got a property that's gone down to 900,000, it means I have lost my deposit. But then the interest rate's gone up, let's say 1%. And 1% on, on a, a million, well, that's 10,000. That's only interest repayment. I'm not talking about interest and principal. Yeah. So now not only I have to pay $800 extra a, a month, but now even if I sell, I have lost my deposit. This is where pain is. And, and, and I think a, a lot of people are going to dump because it's either that or their parents will be losing equity in the house. Yeah. Well, it's good news because my wife's listening. Wife, we need to sell and mum, I need some money. Mum's on the couch, we're good. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is it's true. And look, you know, I think going back to what we were talking about before over COVID, because people weren't holidaying and they weren't doing things that they would normally be doing because they were restricted, they spent money on things like, I mean, a lot of people spent money on doing their houses up, which was fantastic, built them the equity and allowed them to borrow more. But when they borrowed more, they went and bought $100,000 cars and $100,000 boats and X, Y, and Z. And, you know, one interest rate rise can be enough to see however many homes hit the market. Like, I mean, this is this is the reality. And this is what I, I don't doing. think that the market is going to be that bad. Uh, the uh, also, you know, yeah, the Chinese money is dried up, but the uh, there's don't forget there's a war in Europe. There's a lot of European money now that's going to start flowing to Australia. Yeah, continent. The Chinese up here, uh, up here in underprivileged world, the Chinese money has been a myth for about five years, I reckon. But the subcontinent. Hey. I, I, I've heard through the grapevine the Chinese ha have used your house as a landmark. <laughs> <laughs> but I've sold four houses to people from the subcontinent this week, and that's been going on for years. The subcontinent has took over China as far as buying in our areas a long, long time ago. What, and they the can buy, so. yeah, what is the subcontinent? India, Sri Lanka, Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, the sub no submarines. It's um, what's that underwater world called? Aquarius, um, no, but India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, um, that area, they've been buying for, they've been buying up here for They've years. been doing that forever, mate. They've been Continue, doing that but I think they're the, they're not the new China because they were the new China five years ago. When I first got into real estate, everyone was talking about Chinese buyers and agents were marketing on the fact if they spoke Cantonese and all this stuff, but 12 months in, I'm going, I haven't seen one. But I've seen a lot of Indians and a lot of Sri Lankans and a lot of Pakistani and a lot of people and 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 geopolitics and all that sort of stuff. But China stopped people taking their money out of the country a long, long time ago. Right? Yeah. So in that it's sense, we've just done a we've just done a we've just done a free trade agreement with India. Um, which. Oh, oh. So let, let, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Who believes money that from the subcontinent into the country? Who believes that house price is going to go down before the end of the year? Okay. Okay. Who, that's a who, believe, who believes it's going to go down by more than ten percent? I'm at ten. You're yeah. at ten. You're, uh, you're at ten as well. 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to go much more than that. Okay. Well, I think 10 before the we, end of the year. Have, I, read, I read an article today that was saying, and again, articles, but 10, 10 by the end of 2023, I reckon we've already, I reckon we're already five down, and I reckon we've got another five to go easy before the end of the year. I think in some areas, I, I have already seen it going down. This is a funny thing, you know, it's, I talk to people, they're talking to me about, oh, man, did you see the uh, the property market's gone down? I say, hold on, mate, the, the property market, when a journalist tells you it's gone down, where do you think he got the information from? <laughs> let's imagine he didn't get it from real estate agent, but let's imagine he got it from the land title office. The land title office registry is about six to eight weeks behind the guy who sold it who do you think sold it at that price and know the difference between what he sold then and the month prior yeah. oregon oregon and then the market we've just come out of i don't know whether you guys are different in your areas but three months has become the new standard as far as settlements go so i reckon all the information's at least three months behind in a lot of cases um mm. but what i did see yeah, having just gone having just gone through the buying and selling process personally what i did see was valuers now a shit scared? Um, Absolutely. Our, our, our house got valued $100,000 under what I took an offer on for it. And um, my, the offer I took on it was $100,000 less than I expected to get for the property. So, and, were, I, and I truly believe it was $200,000. Too much, but. Um, <laughs> But that's a that's a problem now. We had yeah, a we had an online valuation. Our first property failed evaluation that we we sold failed an online valuation yesterday, and then a, an in person valuation came in today and bailed it up and it stacked up. But deals are a lot of um. This is a thing that people don't realise goes into the market. If the people valuing the houses for the approval of finance are now scared of what's going on in the market, they're going to start undervaluing to try and get ahead of the game. We That's going to bring things down quicker as well. We have an what, what I love. What I love to see is is building price to go down because the builders, for the moment, oh. they they number one mafiosi, mate. They they We're are in the wrong game. Materials have gone through the roof. No, no, material has not gone through. No, the price have, have gone through the the price have gone through the roof. And you know, it's not due to shortage. These guys are playing mafiosi game. They've got plenty of material. They've got a lot of things in Australia. But they just decided to play drips and bits in order to, to make more money, man. It's disgusting. How, I, much I, does, how much does radio advertising cost for an ad? Thomas, you've probably looked into it in the past. How much is a radio ad? Uh, I, I used I used to pay uh, what is it for a month thirty thousand dollars. Right. So what do you reckon it is now? So probably fifty, sixty. Yeah, let's say right. fifty. So last week on Triple M, I heard an ad for a hardware shop in Bankstown, Chris, saying, we've got wood. They're, pay they're willing to pay materials are that expensive now and that scarce that they're paying for radio advertising to let people know that they've got it. That's how much money they can make. If they're willing to spend $60,000 on an ad, you've yeah. never heard anything like it in your life. When have you heard a radio ad from just a... It wasn't a brand name. It wasn't a Mitre 10 or a Bunnings or anything. It was Parker family fucking hardware, whatever it was. We've yeah. got wood in stock. Don't listen to what they tell you. We've got wood yeah. in stock, mate. If that isn't a sign of what's going on, I'm thinking 
How much is that? That's, cost that's the suppliers. That's not the builders, right? So that's the suppliers. No, but if the suppliers are doing that, then the builders well, are going. Builders, so the builders, builders has to put up the twenty-five percent that he's charging. That's right. And yeah? I mean, I, I let's imagine this. I have an electrician who's promised me twice now he was going to call me and come and do stuff. I'm still waiting, mate, because oh. I'm second grade. I'm second class citizen to him, and I get it. And for the moment, they're in that market where "fuck oh, you" is, is the way that they talk to clients. I can't wait for the interest rate to just spin, get the housing market, because then they will understand what it means to look after your clients in the good times. Because mm -hmm. in the bad times, you know, I heard this one day about someone who said to me, be kind to people on the way up, because mm -hmm. on the way down, you meet the same people. You know? And, and, and I think that this, the, the, I can't wait for that because for the moment, that's the industry inside real estate that we're not talking a lot. And by the way, Lou, in your area, in Port Macquarie, it's mafiosi double plus. Right? I know, I know, I know. I mean, I was having a conversation with a builder the other day and I'm not going to name names or anything, but look, what's happened with all these um, house and land packages where they've bought off the plan and there's, they've signed contracts way back yonder. So... I've got builders in my area that are paying, offering the purchasers who signed contracts 12, 18 months ago, $50,000 to get out of the contract. Because if they resold those same properties today with the cost of living and, the, and, and but, but the cost of materials and everything else, they could actually, for this one particular estate, they could actually, even paying those purchases out the 50 grand per contract, they could actually make an extra six or $7 million profit, you know, and but the other thing is the I've got builders that I've got builders that have told me that they're they're stockpiling material and a market within the market and they're selling to other builders who can't get it. I've got I had a conversation with a fellow today and now apparently guys newsflash but apparently by 2025 every property must have a dual flush toilet. How many properties are out there that are that are the single flush old school button? Now we were joking around and I said, well, it's time to buy yourself a warehouse and start stockpiling toilets because the time will come when they're not available and you name your price, you'll get it. You know, I mean, these are the things that are happening now. These are the, the things opposite that... Is also, the opposite is also true. Well, I spoke to a guy the other day who sold a house and land package 12 months ago and the land's finally registered and he's going to build and the builders have rang him and begged, begged. Begged. That he did a fixed price contract with them. And yeah. he sold to his clients the fact that a fixed price contract means the, the builders can't increase their price. And the builders are ringing him saying, listen, if I do this, it's going to bankrupt me and I'm going to lose my house. Can, yeah. we, please, can we please increase the contract price? Otherwise, you know, we're, I'm going to lose my We're not just saying the builders because the builders are also driven by their contractors. And, and the contractors, yeah, the, the project manager, whoever, the, whoever the development company, oh, is, that I'll build your house. I'll build no, your house. What, what I'm trying, what I was really trying to say is this. Earlier, Cam, you said Scomo said he was going to do this, and he he retracted. Isn't it what you allow your friend builder to do, and so that he doesn't go broke? You know, politicians say no, because no, because what Scomo did was was logical and in in people's best interest and then the media got a hold of it and he decided to change because of popularity contest. he wasn't gonna lose his house over it bro he wasn't gonna lose his house. he's on a pension he's on a pension for life he loses the election he's getting paid for the rest of his life he should be doing what's in people's best interest and not what's in channel seven's best interest 
End of story. That builder who loses his house and can't feed his kids because costs have gone up $100,000 and he's going to lose $100,000 on every house. And, Completely different story. And Completely I'm, buy, different. I'm, I'm buying a house at 3% and now I have to pay 5%. Do I just tell the bank you're going to have to stop it at 3 because I'm going to lose my house? Come on, man. You you do business deal. The business deal <coughs> doesn't go in your favor. It's fine. Don't compare I, what about the guy who has got a his concrete slab that was promised to him at 100,000 and today he's been told it's 130 and you know by the way it's okay you don't do it because I've got a queue there. How about that one? So that guy now he's building his house and he's got he's got that kind of budget and and the build is talking to him saying mate it's 130. Yeah but you just said Skymo mate. I, no, I'm, I get that. I get I'm, that. You I know you're starting to lose all of these uh, references, mate. And now, now that you live in the palace in Carrion, mate, you, you're starting to lose all of these kind of. No, I feel for everybody. Yeah. I what, feel for everybody, what, and I'm not saying what you're saying is circumstance changes, and we need to be yes. able to. Yeah. Okay. Well, Scomo, when he did that, he didn't have the news coming up. He didn't have a phone call. It's a little bit like. Uh, John Howard, when he was asked about uh, Albanese, and he said, ah, well, you know, as if he had to know. And then he probably like been accused that, hey, Albanese is the leader of the other side. That and argument. Then, and then he changes that it. Argument right? is everything, uh, that argument is everything that's wrong with politics and everything wrong with you, right? You're suggesting that the Prime Minister should be able to change his ideas whenever he wants because the news says he should, mate. And it's not popular, even though he knows. No, I'm asking. You're trying to start a fight with I'm, me. That's I'm you're asking. So you're smarter than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, do I'm not a transgender woman. We can fight fair. Come on. <laughs> do not start a fight with an overprivileged person. I, I get it. I I am not I know that. But here, Cap, I want to ask you. My day, Mike. How can let's because we're about to finish now? How can we make maybe not this election because it's too late, but how can we make elections in Australia better? Hold them to their promises. Yeah. Don't hold them to their promises. They don't, how, they don't how, believe. How do you do that? They don't deliver their promises or they backflip, put them in prison. Take their pension away. Take their pension yeah, away. Promises Take their pension away. I get it. So, hey, what is the it? The problem is once you're in, you're in. Once you're in, you're in for three years. Hey, look. When it, when it comes to the term, I think they need. Look, they I'm need. Go. Politicians need to be given their time to get the things running. Right. You know, you don't go to the business and things running straight away. I mean, it's 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 fair to say. But they've got to live up to their promises. Seriously, if they don't live up to their promises, and the other thing that shifts me is... You can't hold someone to all their promises because circumstance changes. I mean, nobody predicted COVID when he got in. Nobody predicted the... But you know what? COVID is a, an exception. Seriously, that is a huge... When, when, when Stomo came in, he knew, mate. He had three years of vacation plan and, and Hawaii was the first one. He had, <laughs> he had three years plan. And then suddenly the yeah, fire the started. Three years was cancelled. <laughs> so in the second... Chris's, Chris's idea that he just floated is a, is a complete copyright. It was your idea. So you explain. You're, you... Came to the no, 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 but he, no, no, I think he's, 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 
No, no, you I, came I, to the conclusion a while I mean, ago. It doesn't matter. He, he came up with that now. It's a, listen, my idea or not idea, it's fine. But me, I have another idea. Why don't, because these days we all have uh, New South Wales uh, thing to, to get apparently free tickets to places. And, and your COVID thing is on that anyway. Why don't we just make sure that if, you know, I feel like politics these days is a sports game. So why don't we just bet? Every time that you... Whoever you vote for, your name is in that camp. It's, it's logged in on New South Wales, whatever, registry. And at the end of the year, should there be a, a, a deficit, you pay a larger percentage than the guy who voted for the opposition. But then mm. I'm going to change my mind like uh, ScoMo did about his... <laughs> no, I, I think, I think a, this is a, the big problem. And, and, what and about a fine system then? I'm, I'm sorry. What about a fine? No, hang on. We can explore this idea. What about a fine system then for the politician? So every time you're caught on a lie, yeah, or a broken promise, there's a fine, and it's got to be a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars, and it doesn't go. It doesn't go to the government. It goes to. It doesn't go to the RFS either because you'll never get the money out. It goes to. Um, and, aged care. and what about mental health? It goes, to, it goes to aged care, right? It goes to wherever it's got to go, but not the government. And it Very comes out idea. of their pocket and they have to show a receipt. Yeah. Very and what about, what, about, what about also the fact that why do we have to wait three years before we have a change of leadership? Why don't we make it more like a, a, a quarterly or a six monthly thing where. The no, because right. do that. Jesus. How much it costs? No, but not necessarily by an election. what else, Lou? Not all the not all the best decisions are popular decisions, right? So what happens if not, someone comes out and makes that. a decision that's actually good for the country and it pisses people off a lot of a lot of people in week one? So we fuck him off, and then six months later we go, oh shit. Maybe we should have stuck to that, right? That's yeah, but what I'm saying is I think I'm not saying they're changed, but what about like a confidence vote? But then we have that we have that I think it's already. personal. I think we have that system already, Lou, which is like the no vote, no confidence vote. So we, we have that system. I think that what we are talking about here now is something that people have not looked have not looked at. For example, during COVID, when everyone was closing their restaurants, staying home and closing their business the politician had a pay rise. Yeah, that's bullshit. And I think who who decided that? Who stopped that? Who said no to that? Because as far as I'm concerned, they got it. Nobody had opposition, nobody did anything. I think that Chris's point is very valid. I think that they each uh, each candidate should put out five of their ideas that they're gonna say, we're gonna push through as a, as a party. Mm. And should they not get it? Uh, should one of those five that they said to so the top five, well, they either go to jail or what Cam's saying, which is to pay a fine, I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, but you know what? I would not stop to the politician, Cam. I would, I would say not only the leader does, but everybody else in that party, because here's the problem. You never hear yeah, I agree. Of, the, of the people in the party until there's a no vote thing. Yes? Right, yeah. Right, right now, all that you talk about is, is Albanese or Morrison. Do you hear about any other people? Actually, some people, like Kennelly, is saying, I'm now scared for my life because I've been harassed or whatever. And so 
that's all that they do, which is like poor me kind of thing. But nobody is going out to say, I am here to also fight. I uh, This is what I think I'm going to be doing. So the entire party gets a fine. I don't know. But right now, the system is blocked. That, yeah, no, I think it's, it's not any different to any other business. It'd be, it'd be like a long list. It'd, it'd be a long list, and you go, but I go with um, each, each electorate. So when Lucy Wicks, who's the Liberal MP for Dobell here, where, where I live, if she's spruiking um, ScoMo's promises or her own promises or promises to the Central Coast, she gets fined, right? I think it's each personal politician. I don't think the bill yeah. goes to ScoMo because it's each personal politician winning seats that gets him in the job. So they've yeah. all essentially got to tell their own truths or their own lies to get him in the job. I don't... And then when they're personally accountable, right? When they when they've got to pay ten, I, I think ten grand per lie is going to add up very fucking quickly, very very quickly. And then to the leadership, you say for every one of your people that get caught lying, that's a hundred thousand dollars on you. All of a sudden, who are we letting into our party, and how much control do we have over what they're spruiking, and how much controls over the news articles? Mm. But until it's personal accountability. Because at the moment, these guys get in and they go, shit, if I get caught lying or I get caught in a scandal, Nothing. probably not good, but I'm getting paid I'm getting paid for the rest yeah. of my life. Both of your ideas not good. And who's paying for it? Who's, no? paying, who's, paying, who's paying their pension for the rest of their well, life? Yeah. We, we pay them. We pay like them to fuck us right. and then but we I pay them to leave it. That's exactly right. Why don't we have the choice? It's like any other business. If people and they don't are, even you let them go, you let them even go. Move it up first. You let they them just go. fuck us and then get paid for it. Yeah, like it's. I, I think that we got it. Maybe we should be the uh, the next party, because <laughs> no, 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 because in in that way, seriously. Now I know that when on the what is it twenty twentieth or twenty first when yeah, I go to vote, I now know at least my vote counts. Mm. Yeah. Because when I put a vote in for party, and then afterwards everything that they said, they they reneged on it. How how do I feel about that vote? Yeah. And yet, if I don't turn up, I get fined, right? Yeah. Yep. How do I feel yes. when I vote for that? And one of the stuff that I say that I uh, that I vote for gets implemented because the guy can just change his mind. What yeah. about when you vote? What about when you vote? The guy wins, and six months down, this his own party kicks him out, and they change leadership. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's uh, no, way I got fined. I got I got fined once for not voting in the Wyong before Central Coast Council was Central Coast Council, which is now an administration, mind you. But it was Wyong Council and Gosford Council, and I got a fine when I was nineteen years old for not voting in the Wyong Council election. So to fight it, I just mailed him a. Uh, newspaper clipping that explained how the actual mayor was picked out of a hat <laughs> and it was a it was from the uh, central coast express and i just said please review my phone fine and i gave him the newspaper clipping never heard from him again yeah <laughs> never okay, did you actually send all of us at uh, newspaper clipping please <laughs> well mate it was i was 19 so it's at least two years ago um <laughs> But yeah, the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy, and the the, the yeah, the fact that they will find you, they will take, they will lie straight to your face, 
and then yeah. they will take food off your table for not endorsing that lie. Like the the system is so wrong. Now the problem is the other end of the scale is America, where it's not compulsory to vote, and if enough people get pissed off with the system, you end up with a reality TV star as your president, and that is what will happen here. But I believe we should have a rise of the independents. I, I believe there should be a broader choice. I believe that an independent who has yep. values and can stand up and say, this is what I believe in and stick to it, should get rewarded for that. But they don't. There's, there's no reward for that. No. And that and, and the, the, only way, the only way, which is another implementation, which is a good idea, then we need to do two votes. Mm -hmm. We have to do two votes. Liberal or independent. But you will find that all over the world, the history will show that it's it's very, very simple. The, in America, the Donald, the, the Donald Trump phenomenon was that he could have gone independent, but it, he understood that it's been shown through, throughout the, all the studies. Everything goes back to the two votes because it is visceral that the people who are born in the family of liberals has got the tendency to go liberal. They won't go for the reality star, a TV star. So they, they, the psychology is very simple. And, and this is why the, the two vote, you won't really be changing it. But I, I thought that the, the two ideas that you guys, Chris and you have got, brilliant ideas. Now, here's the, the thing. How do, we, how do we make enough noise for that to start getting changed? Because everyone's got a lot of good ideas. Nothing gets implemented. I think what Cam said, if you if you throw your weight behind an independent enough, mm. and they and they and then start making enough traction, yeah, where they've got a bigger voice, that's it. The I problem is that we've, we've said we're before, gonna all put our voice behind Cam. We're gonna go for the Cam party. Yeah, and, <laughs> but you know what? Cam will have to stand up. Cam will have to stand up, and you don't want to win a lot of votes because the way politics is done these days, Cam has to stand up and say. I've been arrested before, I've done drugs before, I drink a lot of alcohol, I do this, I do this, I've done this in the past. Because all they would do if Cameron for Prime Minister was trying yeah, to dig up dirt. So the first person in this in this country to stand up and say, this is who I am, but this is what I stand for and stick yeah, up. The problem is, TL, and we've said this before, the smartest minds in this country are the quietest minds in this country because they know there's no point. But the no, but, but at, least, at least you fit at least you fit the the uh, the uh... The picture, like, you know, uh, Albanese is also saying that he used to study economics. I mean, this is so, so Cam used to do the drugs, that's no problem. But both you, Albanese and Stomo, you guys live in the most expensive house in your suburb. So the three of you have also fit that image. And, and, and I think that it, it, it does work. I, I think that the Cam Wilson- no, They don't stand up and say they stand for something. Hey? The unfortunate thing is the way we're structured is that the best thing an independent can vote for is a seat on the bench in the Senate. One thing I can guarantee you, mate, is the Cam Wilson party doesn't hear what's said on a current affair and change its opinion. But the, there is no answer to your question, Thomas, because we've said before, the, the smartest minds of the country and the most powerful minds of the country are often the quietest because the moronic majority will always shout them down. Right? Yeah. We've seen it. How many... How, and I'm not saying they were the geniuses of the country, but how castigated and polarised did the first people to protest in Sydney get against lockdown? And then all of a sudden, you don't even have to be mm. vaccinated to go anywhere. 
you don't need a vaccine to go anywhere. And yet they were the worst people in the country. There's a cafe in Long Jetty who got shut down because one of their owners went to the first protest in Sydney. And now none of that matters. You can't speak up, unfortunately, because uh, the moronic okay. majority you were, you, were doing, you were doing fine until then. I, I think that as a leader of the camp party, you're going to have to really listen to people. The, the first demonstration happened when the vaccination did not reach the point that they needed. Now that they have, they don't care, really. The, the, oh, the it's working so well. Not vaccinated. No, so, so you have to be No one's got COVID anymore. You're going to have to yeah, stick to, brilliant. you're going to have to stick to the thing, which is five things. I was trying to use an example like you did before. You tried to use ScoMo and then you backflipped and started using a builder who's building a concrete slab. They're the same thing. So no, no, I, I, think, I think for the moment, the, the, uh, the politicians are having a free ride. Whether they lie no or whether they make false no. promises, they are going to be fine. We, in uh, on the other hand, if we make bad decisions in business, we will lose our house, we will lose our business, and people around us, employee alike, will suffer. And that's, that's the problem that I think we're having with this election or any other election. And I think that it deserves to, to have a voice. And you, you guys came up with something maybe we should look at. How does that change? How does that get people with virtues into power? I don't think it can, because to get into power, you got to play that game, right? We got it. We got a huge um, bullying scandal in the Labor Party at the moment. We got a huge sex scandal in the Liberal Party at the moment. Imagine if we had those at work. How many offices would I have open at the moment? Do you reckon? Yeah, none. Look, I, I don't believe politicians get in there with their hidden agendas initially. I think they've, you know bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, wanting to get in there and change things for the better. And unfortunately, the system the system changes them. And, they, and, and they get addicted to that life pension, mate, and, and they go... And, the agenda no, gets, and the, everyone's agenda gets pushed and they, they see the pension at the end of the rainbow or whatever you want to call it, the end of the tunnel and absolutely... Mate, Lucy, Lucy Wicks was... And I don't mind saying it. Lucy, I'm naming names because she's a running for the federal election. Lucy Wicks was door knocking carry on for the last two days, caring about the community's needs and what we want. I just messaged her on Instagram to at least ask if people are selling because at least we might get some <laughs> Can you at least? Can you at least? Can you at least ask if I know someone who's getting I'll, ready I'll, for a move? What are you going to do? It's something interesting. I've got an independent in area. Who's been pushing wait, wait, wait. We're going around, but Easter's here. What are, what are we doing for Easter's? Anyone doing anything special? Open arms. Really? No, we're not. We're what not about open. you, Ben? Chris, anything special? Yeah, mate. So being Catholic, uh, Good Friday, we, we get together and then Easter Sunday. So yeah. Yeah. we do the full, I don't know, Catholic wog thing, being Italian, Roman when does Catholic. Does he die? Does he die tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow's when he dies, and Sunday yeah. is when he wakes up again. Yeah, and that's Basically. what's running the that's what's running the country at the moment. How good are we going? <laughs> what about you, Lou? Anything special? Oh, not really. No, just just staying at home. Um, and I'm actually looking forward to it. It's been a pretty crazy few weeks, so I'm looking forward to the four days of rest. Our, our office is going to close on Saturday, which is first time in a long time. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Ken? Anything special next four days? 
Now I'm looking after mum. Your mum and spoiling her. Looking after mum for a couple of days, working Saturday, going down to the uh, in-laws on Sunday, and then. What are you doing, mate? Well, I I, I just uh, ended the week with uh, two funerals and some bad news and other bad news and uh, all all around people's health, and so I I think it's just a a reminder that listening to the three of you guys say certain things we're still running around trying to make a living and trying very very hard to be busy with keeping our head above water but maybe the good reminder is also to make sure we have a bit of time for living yeah, yeah. so it's good that we have this kind of fun and 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 i always enjoy this uh, the hour and a half where we band a little bit but definitely uh, let's not forget Elections are not election. Um, we we at least need 20 weeks holiday. Um, it's not just for teachers. teachers. I think that really said, Aiton, we, we are all 20 weeks holidays as well. Right? Absolutely. Hey, thank you very thank you very much, guys. Have a great Easter. Happy Easter, guys. Have a good one.